everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis on a, I guess it's going to be a pool day here in D.C. I hope It's questionable. So. It's a questionable pool day. Uh, kind of hazy. We have a great show today. It's all about eating well, staying healthy, exercising well, well. Well, it's more, <laughs> that's not really what I was going to say. It's more like we're going to talk about eating really well and drinking really well, but also eating healthy and living healthy. Well, like I said everything, that, but I left out yeah, the but, drinking part. But everything is about moderation. Like a little bit of everything oh, yeah. is still really good. All right. Except if you looked in except, front of us right now. Except you're going to be able to see us on Facebook Live shortly yes. uh, at Nikki Nellis. And when you see what's laid out here, you're going to say we're going to be eating in moderation. So yes. uh, with us is an old friend, Alex Levin. He's the corporate pastry chef for Michael Schlau Restaurant. Why don't you say good friend, not old friend? Because he's, he's not, not old. old. He's an old good friend. <laughs> okay. And one of the great pastry chefs in his city. Mm -hmm. uh, he is uh, working out of Casolare in the Glover Park Hotel. And he's come up with this concept for a Jewish-Roman brunch. Yes. And so... So that hits all your high notes. Yeah, I mean... I'm looking at it. Yeah. It's awesome. We're going to okay. be talking about it, and I'm going to be eating some of it. Okay, so Honeyflower is a food company that wants you to waste not and want not when it comes to good, wholesome means. Founder Nick Bash is in here. He brought a whole selection of his treats, and we're going to be talking about what he's doing. And he's a local dude. He's a total local dude. All right, so do you work out a lot? If you don't, you should. Are you wondering what to eat when you work out? Uh, Dr. Shayla Cornick is the owner of Cycled. It's an upscale boutique indoor cycling studio in Silver Spring and Tacoma Park, D.C. We're going to talk pre- and post-workout snacks that are right for you, overall nutrition. And also just working out in general, and which I'm so out. excited oh, about. That dirty word. Okay. I, know, I love that All right. word. Okay, so more healthy meals, healthy fresh meals. Uh, CEO Shana, uh, Shana. Shana, sorry, Greenbaum. She's not here, so I can say it any way I want. Mm -hmm. And uh, Luba Hansen are in to tell us about their fresh, never frozen, ready-to-eat meals that are delivered weekly across the region. All right. So we let's got talk lots of wine. Are you ready? Yeah. Jay Yeomans is the uh, educational director and owner of the Capital Wine School. Mm -hmm. He also owns the Rock Creek Wine Merchants, which is a sales and marketing consultancy about, guess what? Wine, and he's going to talk to us. There's a, a, an, a an annual event called SOMCON. But it's the first time it's in D.C., right? It's never yep. been here before. So he's going to be talking about uh, that event, and, and he's going to be pouring wines that um, and about some of the things that he'll be talking but about. The at important Somcon. thing is, it's not just for you know for professionals in the wine industry. It's for consumers to go in and you Taste know wine. get your wine on. Okay, but first, first before the, we get into first Jay, and never least, we're going to go and talk to Mitch Berliner at Central Farm Markets. Are you there? Hi, Mitch. I am. I am. How are you? Thanks you for having see, me once again. You should see the bagels and the whitefish and the lox and everything. And the rugula. That, that Alex good. brought in. You're out of it, man. You're missing mm -hmm. everything. Well, well i got to tell you something. We have bagels. We have Ivy City smoked fish at our oh. place. Well, we have Sally Ivy City wine. smoked fish here, too. How about that? Well, there you go. We, you feeling competitive? We all have good taste. All yes, right. Tell us down. what's going on at the markets. What's okay, at market well, today? I'm glad you're talking about health, because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you want to stay healthy. Three secrets, not a secret. 
Don't smoke or take drugs. Oh, that's no fun. Wait, eat no drugs? Real, eat real food mm-hmm. all the time. You basically can get it, the best of that, in a farmer's market. And lastly, exercise and hands down. If you can do it, the best exercise is swimming. And we should okay, say that he, he. That's the secret. That's uh, the Mitch, secret. Mitch, Mitch competes it. in the uh, Maccabi games. Maccabi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's and a swimmer. Competitions also here in the area. You're a real man. Yeah. You are a real so, man. Okay, dude, what's so at anyway, market? So that's, that's, there's really not much to say. I can't sell, I okay. can't write a book about it. It's only three sentences. <laughs> who's going to buy All it? All right. Why should I come <laughs> to your markets Mitch, today, Mitch? The markets. <laughs> the market is loaded with real food. Mm-hmm. We have, it's the height of the, well, it's not the height, it's the start of the peach, nectarine with different varieties of plums. Um, we've got corn galore. We probably have 10 different varieties of uh, tomatoes. We've got, oh, something really short-lived. You should come down. Uh, it's at the Bethesda Central Farm Market. Huge, fresh shallots before yeah. they start drying. They are unbelievable. They literally like almost the size of baseballs. They're unreal. Cool. So I got some of those. First okra of the season this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really all kinds of greens. Are there, ber- just, are there berries still in action, or have we, we, have have we missed berries. out? We have blackberries, mm-hmm. black raspberries, mm-hmm. red raspberries, blueberries. So we've got a conventional. We've got them organic. Right. So we've right. got a huge selection of berries. We still have... Uh, sour cherries, and I call them pie cherries. And by the way, just a quick go back to the health thing. Skinny salamis is used by some Olympic athletes. Oh, my goodness. Um, Are you saying that you have high meat? in protein? Wait a minute. Do yeah, you have meat super. crafters at the markets? Meat crafters is at the markets. Meat crafters wow. is at all four markets. Those skinny salamis, salamis are my favorite. They're the best. And they are only a 45 calories per stick. High in protein, and then like all the other meats. And, no, and excuse market, me, you're no forgetting carbs. the most important part, Mitch. They are no carbs. Yeah. There are no carb products. Zero so if you're doing carbs. paleo or keto or any of those diets, keto, whatever, that end in O, any right. of the O's. And most of all, mm-hmm. they're delicious. Yes. All right. Tell all right, everybody we, wrap we gotta you go. Up. Tell everybody where the so markets anyway, are. We have four markets: two on Sunday, one in Fairfax at the Mosaic District. <laughs> open every Sunday. We have one in downtown Bethesda on the parking lot of the Bethesda Elementary School. We have two Saturday markets: one at the Westfield Montgomery Mall, and the other at Pike and Rose. Go to CentralFarmMarkets.com for more information. Well, you did it Thank all. You guys. Thanks, Mitch. Have, have a great a week. Wonderful day. All right, okay, bud. Bye-bye. Take care. All right, so now uh, we're going to be on Facebook Live in two seconds. Uh, go to Nikki Nellis, NYCCI. And Nellis, let's get Jay Yeomans up to the mic. And let's get Jay up to the mic. So, Jay, we mentioned Somcons. How did I, I mean, how did you get into wine? Were you just sitting around drinking wine one day and you said, I think I'll become a Som. I think I'll do this. And start this. teaching people about wine. I was born with a glass of wine in my hand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. That must have been a painful birth for your mother, <laughs> but we don't want to talk about okay. that now, Jay. So what's your background? So I... Got into wine when I was in school in North Carolina and mm-hmm. was working at a wine bar restaurant and uh, just never seemed to. See, that's the highbrow way. I got yeah. into wine, but it was Boone's Farm. <laughs> so. Right. Okay. Nobody asked about how you got into <laughs> wine, just so you know. Um, so, but you did. This start is a your, family show, right? right. Yeah. You did start your own business with wine. So, how did you wind up doing that? Well, I started a import business back about 15, 20 years ago, and. Uh, at the time, we were bringing in Australia and New Zealand wines, and we were doing great, but yep. then the dollar got really weak against those currencies, and uh, I shifted and started a wine school, and, and now we teach 
people about wine. Teach a lot of the Psalms in town. You want to say the name of the wine school? Yes, yeah, so it's called the Capital Wine, wine school. school. Yes. Capital <laughs> Wine School. We're in Friendship Heights. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, come check us out. Okay, so how did you get involved with SOMCOM? So SOMCOM is new to the D.C. area. They've done it, I think, one or two years out in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And it was such a success that uh, they decided to bring it to Washington, D.C. And uh, this will be the first time. And it's, it's going to be about 300 people, mostly wine professionals. But as David mentioned, non-professionals, wine enthusiasts, people just nutty about wine. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Oh, good. Right. All right. Well, so what are you pouring first? So the first wine I brought, one of the sessions we'll do at SOMCOM is uh, the Icons of Virginia, which are the kind of the producers that have a proven track record that have just kind of really put Virginia wine on the map. And the first one is a, a Vignet from Horton Vineyards. We've and, had them uh, on the show recently. Did you? Yeah. 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 Well, sadly, Dennis, uh, who founded the winery, passed away about right. a month ago. So this is kind of a, an homage to Dennis. That's and so nice. um, Vignet is one of the grapes that's done really well locally. And it's largely due to Virginia. Dennis. And, well, and but they really pushed Vignet to be like the white wine of Virginia, did. right? Yeah. It was but sort of a... I think it was a first step. Mm -hmm. Now there are a lot of wines coming out. I mean, Petit Verdot might be the red grape. Um, the white grape might not be Vignet. It might be a grape called Petit Mansang. You know, okay. So who knows? All right. Yeah. All right. We'll pass that around. All we'll right. give it a sip. And now we're going to start having brunch. All right. Well, yes. let's, let's bring Alex up to the here, to the mic. Let's get you there. So why don't we do a quick background on you? In case It's been a while since you've been on the show. Good to see Where, you guys. Where'd you Good come from? So I'm, I'm originally from New York City, came to D.C. via Osteria Marini, where I worked for a few years, mm -hmm. and then started working for Michael Schlau uh, last February, right. uh, so over a year now, and uh, it's been a, a wild adventure with all the different things I get to do with Well, it certainly teams. changed your sort of perspective, because instead of just working for the desserts of one concept in one restaurant, you're sort of overseeing... Multiple concepts. Multiple, multiple concepts. And, you know, right? there's, there's a lot of different menus. There's well, a lot of businesses. Restaurants. Yes. So we have Tico on 14th Street. We have Casolari right by uh, Glover Park right. uh, in the area over here. We have Alta Strada. And we also have a wonderful restaurant called the Rigsby in right. DuPont Circle. DuPont Circle. So, but now recently you decided to come up with a sort of traditional-ish Jewish brunch at Kesselari. So it was, yeah, and in fact, it was a collaboration with Michael Schlau himself and right. also with Ma with Matt Adler and Patrick Curran, who's our new executive chef. We all had our favorite brunch ideas. Patrick Curran. Patrick used to be at Momofuka, right? He was at Momofuka, yes, I that's love correct. Patrick. He's great. He is great. And mm -hmm. he, he uh, all of us had these ideas that we wanted to bring to the table, like having a Reuben on the menu, having Jewish food from New York City, pasta carbonara, there's a pizza that Matt loved when he was in Rome that has zucchini and potato and stuff like that. At I, brunch. With like rosemary. That's yes. one of my favorites from Rome. That's from Rome, delicious. exactly. So mm -hmm. all this came together. And so we wanted to bring this to a place to like Castellari and Foodie and the Beast. Yes. Castellari is perfect for this kind of food. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a wonderful community that really loves this kind of food right there. Right. And so it's very, very popular. And well, let me ask you a question because yeah. this, I mean, I grew up eating this every Sunday. When people okay, who didn't grow up eating this every Sunday encounter it, do, are they like, what the hell is that? Or? Well, we have a lot of really uh, interesting people that come. Some people, we had a whole debate about whether you should toast or not toast a bagel. So it, it's I interesting. believe in not toasting. Wait, not here, toasting where's right? my wine? Here's my <laughs> <the> bagel. <laughs> right? So those are, those are real bagel people from mm -hmm. around, around town. People that aren't familiar with the food just taste it and go wild over it, basically. Right. Well, I don't think What's bagels like? and locks is that – that's not a – 
foreign concept to most people in the United but, States but, anymore. But, but good, good locks, good bagels, good bagels. Well, okay, and wait. Good locks. to the DC market especially. Right? So let's talk about your bagels. Like, how are you? Because one of the complaints about, from most people who are making bagels outside of New York is that you can't get a bagel, a good bagel outside of New York. So I would put our water. bagel that we make mm-hmm. at Castellaria up against any bagel from New York anytime. Okay. Well, so can, c- can I have can, a bagel? Well, Absolutely. can we talk about? <laughs> Can we talk about, because mo- a lot of bagels, like at the big bagel places, are really just bread with a hole in it. And, you know, and there's no there's no art. Mm. So Here, th- you want some for, for our bagels, bagel right we now. have a, a recipe that I've been working on for I three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the recipe has been tested in all areas, New York, in D.C., mm-hmm. California, mm-hmm. Connecticut, mm. lots of different water sources. The common denominator is a great recipe, good flour. Mm-hmm. And making sure that you boil the bagels properly in a water mm. with some malt syrup. So mm. it's it's really it's really the malt syrup. It's the malt syrup that makes that beautiful crust on the outside. What? Okay. Um, so so is that the process when you're making bagels? You have a fabulous recipe. You make the dough. You shape it. You boil them and then you bake them. And then you bake them. Okay. That's correct. Yep. And so we we actually we manufacture in our little baking facility, the mm-hmm. restaurant. We make you know about. 100 to 200 bagels uh and then we 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 boil them as we need them basically oh okay yeah. so they're sort of baked to order well we bake fresh saturdays and sundays mm-hmm. uh, when we're producing them i've created a recipe where you can shape the bagels freeze the bagels and then you thaw them overnight mm-hmm. and then you boil them bake them fresh right, i'm gonna jump in with an unsolicited review because because that's what he the does think about i just have a piece nobody of asked everything. him what he thinks but, but he's I'm gonna a, tell you look anyway at me, i'm 100 years right. old and i've been eating ba- and i'm healthy so I'm, there must be something right with the bagels Knock on wood, Jesus. the thing about a good bagel the same as uh, with pasta that's al dente the, the other bagels the are ones that are not good take a break? don't have any relax don't have any <laughs> any resistance to them you got to be able to it's, you want to know that you're chewing something that was perfect. Yeah, and they're really good. Perfect. Thank you. Aren't perfect. you guys Thank sad you. you're over there and we're over here? Well, okay. I think you'll get some. On that note, yeah. we're going to take a quick break. This is David and Nikki Nellis on Foodie and the Beast. We're doing a not totally traditional Jewish brunch, but pretty damn close. We'll be back in just a sec. All right. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. And it's really an impingement on my time here to have to go back on the air because we're eating Alex Levin's Roman Jewish brunch. And I would, you know. I got to get back to my food. <laughs> you got to get back to the show. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, I mean, let's let's talk about this mousse, which mm. is awesome. Where so it's Ma- Matt Adler uh, made this chopped chicken liver mousse, mm-hmm. and it has a red wine gelée on top. Uh, we normally serve it with some cornichons and some mustard. Yum. Uh, with challah that's toasted, and it really speaks to the hybrid that we have here in the fusion of the cuisine. It's Roman and mm-hmm. it's Jewish at the same time. We use our challah for the toast. And then we have this chicken liver mousse, which could be chopped liver if you were making it in one right. uh, in one style. But with this style, which we love, which is the Italian style, mm-hmm. I think it really speaks to Casolari, which is an Italian restaurant as well. Sure. Michael loves pasta carbonara. People go crazy over the pizzas and the pastas that we have at the restaurant. So mm-hmm. we, wa- we didn't want to take that away. We just right. wanted to kind of find the best of both worlds. Like add it. So now what I think is really interesting, because you guys are making almost everything from scratch, but yet... Your smoked salmon is from Ivy City. Well, we don't want to mess with perfection. We love Ivy City. Mm-hmm. They do a great job. We love promoting I mean, they happen them. to be a sponsor of the show, so it we, was kind yeah, of a, yeah, right a now, lot. John Rohrpaw's <laughs> grinning. Hello, They do a great Alex. job. Right. And, you know, where, where we do make, we do smoke our own whitefish mm-hmm. um, at the Rigsby, and we make our whitefish salad. Uh, these are things that we love doing ourselves. But sure. 
The smoked salmon is delicious, and we want to support our local friends as well. Now, I understand there is a secret menu item that only those in the know know. Well, it was and it was brought out by those in the know know. Yeah, we, well, well, now we know. So yeah, is it a no no? No. P- pizza bagels. Everyone loves pizza bagels. Mm-hmm. If you go to the restaurant and ask for a pizza bagel, we will make it for you. But it's not technically on the menu. It is a sort of secret. I guess not really anymore. The secret I'm, is out. But I'm not good with Alex secrets. Alex is a gossip. He I'm, can't keep it to himself. I can't keep a secret. Yeah, I cannot. Maybe nobody's listening. Well, um. well, hopefully they'll listen to this. If you mention Foodie and the Beast, we'll give you guys a warm ruggle when you come in for brunch to start oh, off, which is very nice. That's nice. Very nice. So to Thank all the you. listeners, please come by and visit Since us. We don't know how there's any ruggle left at the restaurant because I feel like Alex brought yeah, almost all we of, got it bags of it here. We have bags of it here. In I, I don't like. Yeah. Some, get your own radio show. That's what I, I, I don't say. like to come empty-handed. You know, no. that's no, that would be good. that would be. All right, let's you. make sure everybody knows where Casolari is. So 2505 Wisconsin Avenue in the Glover Park Hotel. Take an Uber. We have free valet parking if you're driving. Okay, great. And just lastly, I just want to let people know there's that fabulous patio outside. It is fabulous. And right right now, today, 3 p.m., get a boozy snow cone if you go up there. It's really delicious, and it's great to hang out there. It's pretty busy, so come early and Mm -hmm. have a good time. I'll be there. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Alex. I know you're leaving, but you have to leave all the food. So, (laughs) Jay, let's go back to you. This uh, Viognier has a... I mean, it's beautiful. Nikki is the wine connoisseur in the family. I'm, I'm definitely sort of, not a connoisseur. That's why think, it's Nikki? Foodie and the Beast. She's I'm an kind, amateur. She's a kind of sewer. I'm an but amateur. This is light and crisp. It's delicious. I'm surprised you like this. I do. <laughs> uh, more about Somcom. What I mean, what what more is going to be going on? Why, as a consumer, would I want to go? There's so many different sessions going on. There's everything from how to create an Italian wine list to you know, a, a wine tasting of Cabernet Francs. I brought one we'll tr- try later. Mm-hmm. Cabernet Francs uh, are, is a grape. It, it, people th- automatically assume it's just like Cabernet Sauvignon, but it's very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also sessions on rosé. There's sessions on sparkling wine, champagne. <coughs> so if you're in the wine, there's, there's something for everybody. And what is your session that you're leading? I'm actually doing five sessions. Oh, my God. Look yeah. at you. All right. Well, let's talk about session yeah. number one quickly. So we talked about the session on the icons of Virginia. Another mm-hmm. session I'm doing is the rosés from the Languedoc region Now you're speaking France. my language. And uh, I know you like bright, mm-hmm. light rosé from France. And mm-hmm. so I brought a Domaine Fonsant uh, rosé from Corbière, mm-hmm. France. And uh, it's just fantastic. Rosé is so hot right now. Um, the French are actually producing more rosé than they are white wine now. Isn't that amazing? That's how hot it is. So, yeah. Because everybody, feel everybody like in America figured out that it's not just white and red left over mixed together and put exactly. in a bottle. Or, well, yeah. actually, what they figured out is that it's not white Zinfandel. It's That right. it's not some sticky and it's dry. syrupy. Right. That it's, yeah. it's so funny. Even still today, sometimes people say, you know, I just don't like sweet wine. I'm like, yeah, rosé is definitely not sweet. You know, it's, uh, 30 years ago... If it was rosé, it was sweet in this right. country. Now you have to really look for something with some sweetness. It's all dry. Mm-hmm. All right, so so yeah. you're going to pour some and pass it yeah, around? Yeah, I'll pour this around. No. I'll yep, give great. you my uneducated opinion shortly. <laughs> okay, excellent. We right. can't wait. Nick Bash is with us. He's the founder of Honeyflower, and he's a local boy who's made good. Hi, Nick. Look at you. How's it going? Thanks for having me. We're you so know, thrilled to have you, you on the show. You could still be out catching air on Burdett Road in, Rock, in uh, Bethesda, <laughs> but no, you're here. So why don't you do a little on your background and why Honeyflower? Yeah, so I uh, grew up here, left, uh, cooked in some restaurants and trained in San Francisco, then spent a couple years in London. Have come back. I uh, was kind of thinking about the so next thing I wanted to do. were you professionally trained? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I uh, went to San Francisco cooking school, and then after that, mm-hmm. 
trained in a wide range of restaurants, um, but you know, worked for some really good people, Quince, State Bird, um, Ooh, a variety Bird. of other ones. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, I was in London, came back, was kind of thinking about how I wanted to spend my time um, cooking, but also what I really cared about. Uh, but you decided not to go back to the 24-7 life of a big kitchen. Yeah. So I've always kind of have my eye on something other than a restaurant. I love the idea of a restaurant. I think it's romantic and beautiful, and there's a lot you can do with that. Um, but then and, you get in there. Yeah, <laughs> and well, so I think, yeah, I mean, and I've worked for some great, I mean, even in London, places, the, the idea of a chef owner is awesome, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're there every day, they're writing the menu, and um, as much as I admire- a day is a grind. Yeah, as much as I admire, I mean, the funny thing is I'm doing those hours now anyway, like, you know, it's <laughs> what it takes. But um, I think that wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. You know, making the most exciting dish in a city wasn't enough for me uh, personally, I guess. So I thought about, you know, some larger challenging problems. I'd always kept my eye on scale. I'd always made sure to be involved or work with companies that were doing, you know, something associated with solving scalable problems. Um, and so, yeah, so I was back here, kind of thought about what I want to do. Um, had seen DC after being away for a long time and thought, mm -hmm. wow, this is an amazing city. Uh, I can live at my mom's house and start a company. And uh, so that's what we're doing. And what was the idea? Like, what's the process behind your company? I'm oh, sorry, I just yeah. had a vision of Will Ferrell in in uh, wedding crashes. <laughs> yeah, meatloaf, <laughs> ma, meatloaf, ma. It's not all that different, actually. Now, <laughs> um, hard to have friends over, but um, so um, yeah. So I sat down and wrote the four things that I uh, I really cared about. So first one was I've always grown up with healthy food. I, I thought that was important. Mm -hmm. If I was going to serve people food, they don't have to eat every day, but if you wanted to, I wanted it to be relatively healthy. The second one was sustainability, uh, again, kind of going after those larger problems, but mm -hmm. um, really what we're calling scalably sustainable. So next 100 plus years, what should we be thinking about eating and growing? Um, perfect examples like we use a buckwheat noodle or we've got brassicas, nettles, seaweeds, stuff that grows at scale with low inputs for high outputs. Mm -hmm. um, things we should start to be think thinking about. A lot about. of people don't think that through. Exactly. That's... So if we can replace you know, white wheat and chicken on the grocery store shelves, you know, it relieves a lot of pressure on the earth and also you know, from like... Some of the damage we're doing. Um, what about meat? Where do you stand on? Cow so we don't. Yeah. So we don't push vegan. Uh, ruminants are they're incredibly important to the uh, farm system, so we need to have them around. Um, but like you know, something like sixty to seventy percent of our calories now come from animal products in general, and a lot of that is on land animals. Um, mm -hmm. It's just unsustainable. I mean, it's right. destroying the land. It's. I mean. Let's say twelve billion of us and whatever. Do you think it is? Mars was Earth like five billion years oh, ago? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> That's well, we, so we, um, we have another show and we had um Erica Meyer from Compassion Over Killing on our show okay. last week. And one of the things I mean, they're vegan, obviously, and yep. everything they promote is about, you know, eating a vegan lifestyle. But, you know, their their facts and their data on what the big ag industry is doing to our environment is 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 pretty damning. Yeah. And so we do have to find ways to grow our food better yep. so that it's available. Healthy food is available to everyone, not just those who can afford it, but also uh, lessen our meat intake. Well, yep. the real challenge is getting somebody to listen. Right. Well, well so that's, that, what, and that's, that's what we're doing. And that's, yeah. so that's what you guys are doing. That's what our responsibility is. Are you listening? Are. <laughs> yeah. Right, I think that's right. And there's a massive soapbox to get on about that. Like, mm -hmm. the agri uh, big ag, I think, is starting to move in that direction. They're realizing that it's actually more profitable to be in that space. I mean, you look at something like $200 million in, was invested in a large-scale vertical farming group right. on the West Coast, right? Like, that's where they're looking. And they're thinking, hey, how can we grow food for everybody? Because as important as local is, 
you can't feed everybody in DC. On so how do you? So, so how are you going about creating your dishes? Like, let's yep. talk about some so, of the dishes you have here. Yep. So we've got um, the three dishes that we do. We do just three dishes. That factors into our third component, which is zero waste. So right. we can be really controlled about our ordering. We can be controlled about our portioning, all that. Mm -hmm. So the three dishes: the cauliflower, um, the gobi. It's like an alu gobi if you've had that. Yep. Potato cauliflower curry. Uh, our twice-baked eggplant, which is like an imam by Aldi, if you've ever had that. We mm -hmm. call it the Aldi. And then our soba noodle salad, uh, soba noodle seaweed broccolette, um, and gets a wide range of other things. But Right. So, those so you are, create yeah. those three meals, and then yep. how do people access what you're doing? Yeah, so we do delivery. You can order through our website, uh, mm -hmm. Grubhub, Uber Eats, um, trying to stay in that kind of lean restaurant online model if we can okay. um, to avoid you know paying retail prices and then you can pick them up at cafes around the city yeah. so you do so but then if you can pick them up at cafes how does that alleviate your zero waste policy because how are you able to structure that component yep so they have at least a five-day shelf life so we okay. can make them set them and it actually works out perfect right so we've mm -hmm. got if you ordered a corporate we do a lot of corporate team catering things like that those will make the order and then you have them if you ordered say five for planning your week we don't do subscription or meal planning but if you wanted to Cool, we'd make those that day. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're constantly making batches. This retail side is relatively new for us, and we're just like, cool, let's see how it goes. But we'll make them, drop them off on a Monday. They have a five-day shelf life. If they don't sell, mm -hmm. we'll pick them up, and we'll donate them. And that's okay. how it works. Where are you making the food? Uh, Taste Lab. Where's Taste Lab? Uh, like Bladensburg, yeah. over oh, northeast. Okay, but yeah. is it similar yeah. to like a mess hall or a union yeah. kitchen? Same yeah, concept? exactly. Yep. Okay. Share kitchen. Um, so then what's your next steps? Yeah, so we're kind of in the process. We're really new, you know, mm -hmm. launched in January, and um, we're kind of trying to figure it out. So we're following where the dollars are going. Um, like I said, retail is working really well. The corporate catering team lunch is working really well. Um, so we'll kind of expand from there. We'll launch a couple new dishes. So mm -hmm. that'll be something to test and see. Food yeah. truck. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think, um, again, I w I'm really trying to be able to scale. And I think... A food location truck, base. Food truck really limits that. Yeah, ability. or even a retail space. I mean, I think right. we might maybe play around like with territory, Did you just fridges, but poop on my idea. I yeah, I just don't think I that's think the way to go. Here's the idea, but only because I'm thinking about places like out in Tyson's uh, where Booz Allen and all yep. those guys are. They're full of millennials who are not looking to eat yep. goop for lunch anymore. Yep, exactly. And so those are those corporate team lunches we talked about. They call us up and say, hey, I mean, we've got a couple companies that are. 100% vegan. Like, they're not even allowed as employees to bring in animal products, which is crazy. And so they call us up, oh my gosh, hey, we need, and like I said, we don't push Sounds vegan, like but have it <laughs> no, Well, no, they're, they're just dairy. That's not right. vegan. But um, but I think one of the interesting things is, is that with all these, like, we work kind yep. of spaces, yep. they're trying to provide to their members or clientele, yeah. you know, these these uh, benefits, so bringing in lunch or yeah. bringing in these opportunities. So there's all these places where a company like yours probably wouldn't have had access before that now you do, right? It's, They're it's looking very interesting. For the space is changing, and that's part of what we'll try and do is survive mm -hmm. long enough to like be nimble. Quickly on WeWork, though, they just published that they're not buying any animal products for any of their stores or markets from that. now on. So Amazing. that's kind of cool. All right, make all right. sure everybody knows Please. how to find you. Yeah, so... Uh, not in your mom's house. Yeah, well... <laughs> Uh, you could, but no, uh, so honeyflowerfoods.com is probably the best way. Grubhub and Uber Eats. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if you go to our website, there's a whole list of cafes where we're at around the city. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, great. Thank Nick, you very much. Thank you. This yeah, stuff is yeah. fabulous. Yep. Thank good. you so Thanks. much. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, though, we're going to get on a cycle. We'll do a little exercise in studio. We'll be back in just a sec. Right, we All right. We're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. It's like a party in studio. It is a party. There's a food fest here. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Shayla Cornick is the owner of Cycled. It's an upscale. Oh, wait. We're going to go back to Jay first. You are. Sorry, Shayla. Hold but on, you are Shayla. The, you're still going to be the owner when we come back. <laughs> yes. Okay. Jay, Jay this, this rosé. Really light. 
super minerally. And delicious. I really like yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I think so many people think if they're going to get French rosé, they think Provençal. Or I do. I think Provençal. And and for good reason. Right. It's the, you know, it's the category is all was started by Provençal. But this region is To the south as you go down the coast of France, uh-huh. it's between where Provence is and the Spanish border. So mm-hmm. it's the languedoc roussillon area. I feel like if we had a field trip there, we would better be able to understand the regions, don't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm all for a I field trip. I feel like trip. we need yeah. to take a trip. <laughs> but she's, she's, she's talking about a field trip on you. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, you remember so, that cheap thing at the start yeah. of the show? Yeah. Well, that's, that's his thing. That's not uh, my oh, thing. Oh, sure. No. Um, so, so you're speaking at SOMCOM specifically about rosés from this region, yes. right? Yep. So how many wine? So will you be pouring wines during this We'll be this pouring talk? six wines for that session. Okay. And uh, we'll be doing some other wines. I think I mentioned... One of the other wines is uh, a joint venture f- uh, between Gerard uh, Bertrand and uh, John Bon Jovi. The right. John Bon Jovi has a wine. Yeah. It's and really, it's a rosé. It's a rosé, and it's uh, called Diving into Hampton Water. And it's the well, label is a little goofy. If you get him on this show, my wife, <laughs> you will watch my Jersey wife dissolve into goo. <laughs> It is uh, No, I, I will not dissolve into goo. My hair will just get a little bigger. <laughs> That's all. I'll just go back to my old well, he's, days. Well, he's pretty charming, so... Uh, I yeah. have no doubt. Um, so how's the wine? Wine's... Well, you tell me. I poured no, you... No, no, no. Oh, this one ha- I like. It's, how's that wine? It's even brighter. It's a you know, little, little, maybe a little tartar. But it's produced but it's, in that region? It's from it's from the same region, Languedoc. Languedoc. Um, not too far from where this wine's produced, so cool. yeah. All right. All right. All right, what are you pouring us next? So next we're going to pour a... Uh, one of the sessions we're doing also at SOMCOM is a uh, session on a grape called Cabernet Franc, uh, which is related to Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be doing wines from all over the world. We'll feature uh, one wine from Maryland, from a, a Maryland winery called Old Westminster, and mm-hmm. then two Virginia wineries, King Family and Barbersville, which is... I was going to yeah. say, it feels like Cabernet Franc is has a lot of East Coast... It does. Wineries, well, right? it does really well in our region. Okay. So, um, but but it but don't think Cabernet Sauvignon because Cabernet Sauvignon is pretty big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty dark. Uh, Cab Franc tends to be a little lighter mm-hmm. in color, and um, so the styles are a little lighter. But uh, cool. wonderful. All right, yeah. we'll give it a shot. All right, now. Now, Dr. Shayla Cornick is still <laughs> the owner of Cycled. <laughs> it's an indoor cycling studio in Silver Spring, uh, downtown Silver Spring, in Tacoma Park, D.C. And tell uh, us a little bit about the studio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why does a doctor start a cycling studio? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because a doctor can do many things. <laughs> so uh, it's an indoor boutique uh, cycling studio. We're located in downtown Silver Spring in Tacoma Park, neighborhood of D.C. Um, we primarily offer cycling classes, small group cycling classes. So it's truly a boutique. You're not going to walk in with 50 or 60 other people. Um, the maximum is 20 people in our classes. Mm. Um, we also offer a small group bar and yoga sculpt. So we um, provide a variety of offerings to. Uh, do you have any fat old guys? Is your we class? have everyone. <laughs> we do not discriminate. One thing that's really unique about our studio is we really focus on community. So you can walk into a classroom and you see everybody, all shapes, sizes, ages. Um, but what was it that you were looking to do? I mean, there, in this region especially. Yeah. There are so many yeah. workouts and studios and cycles. I mean, there's so, I feel like this area yeah. has a glut of ways to work out. And, and it is yeah. a very healthy area. Lots of people are always, I'm always looking for something yeah. new. 
everybody's always looking for new ways to do things. What was it that you were looking to, what what void were you looking to fill? Actually, oddly enough, when I first opened my Silver Spring location, we did not have anything. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so we would have to venture to Bethesda sure. or, you know, further into D.C. for fitness options. So there weren't any options there other than big box gyms. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing. Myself as a customer, it became frustrating uh, navigating through traffic and, you know, all the lovely and things. parking and, and parking yeah, right. and all of that so yeah so we didn't have anything in in silver spring okay uh, so that was the first thing but then i wanted a place where people felt comfortable mm-hmm. um a lot of times you go into even some boutique studios there's not a feeling of um being welcomed and included and you know it's very uh it's cult-ish you know yes. so one of our uh one of our hashtags right now is less cult, more community. And so we really focus on making sure everyone feels welcome and supported regardless of where you are in your fitness journey. Well, I think that's super important because I know that some people really walk into some studios and feel like, oh, I don't know if I can, you know, I can't look like her or I can't do this. Do you know what I mean? It's intimidating. Go ahead, you had a question. I was going to ask, what kind of a physician are you? What's the doctor part of you? So the doctor part, I have my doctorate in education from George Washington University. So I'm also um, very heavily involved in education. I've been an educational researcher. I've been a classroom teacher. Uh, so, yeah, I still so do a lot of work So how did the nutrition part of this come in, come to play? Well, I am not a nutritionist, so I'll be clear in mm-hmm. that. However, uh, we do encourage a balanced diet uh, for our customers. We also have a nutritionist on staff that does provide guidance and support to our customers. But what I brought in for you today are uh, two of my favorite snacks. Okay. Um, one is my, uh, my go-to for breakfast. It's so mm-hmm. easy. It takes me like one minute okay. <laughs> to put my yogurt my you know granola and my strawberries together Mm -hmm. I grab it run out the house and whenever I can sit down and eat I do okay (laughs) and then the other thing um are nosh bars there's a very I sort of seen them around they're they're in my gym yeah Yeah. so uh the the person that founded this and started this is uh she worked locally um in fitness and just wanted to provide simple easy solutions that when you look when you look at the bar, I mean, when you look at the ingredients, you know what they are. There's mm-hmm. no guessing game in them. Um, so she's local. Uh, a few of us actually <laughs> use uh, the Nash bars from Michelle, but they're customer favorite, especially the goji berry. Well, so let's back up a little bit because yeah. I think, I mean, I love, I have my favorite workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the issues I always have with working out is like, And it's a kind of a mind screw. It's like, okay, so I know I need to eat before I work out, but I have to have enough time between eating and working out so that the eating gives me the energy I need for a good workout. Do you know what I mean? But like, doesn't weigh me down. Like it's, I always feel like I'm screwing with time when it comes to figuring out what to eat to give me that little energy burst I need before my fitness. And then of course, afterwards, I, after I work out, I'm starving. Yes. Like, and so feeding that beast afterwards is also tough because you don't want to screw up what you just did, no. right? So what are some of your recommendations to pre and post workout? Yeah, absolutely. I and def- just get a little closer to the mic, please. I Thank definitely you. say, um, you know, it's okay to eat before your workout. Just mm-hmm. go light, especially um, if it's close to the time of your workout. If you're going to have a full meal, try to have that at least an hour or more prior to your workout mm-hmm. and you'll be okay. Um, within two hours after working out, definitely make sure you eat. A lot of people think that, oh, I'm just going to, 
I'll just have a, you know, some water and, and just keep it going. But right. your body needs to replace what you have just worked off. Mm-hmm. Um, so having um, a good balance between protein and your vegetables and things like that are definitely important, uh, mm-hmm. important after your workout. Well, so and like- either of these are quick. You know, a lot of my customers at the end of class, they'll grab a nosh bar and eat it on the way out. So starting to replenish their body with some of the fuel that they've just worked on. Well, one of my things about bars, because I, I do like bars, yeah. but I try to not eat them because so many bars are processed. Mm. And if I'm trying to cut processed out of mm-hmm. my diet, mm-hmm. which I pretty much have done, except for my love of bars. Like, it's really, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, she's yeah. not talking about those kinds of bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, it's a conflict for me. Yeah. Plus, I eat for a living, and I eat almost everything. But yeah. in my daily life, I try to eat as healthy yeah. as possible. So, like, these bars are not processed? No, or, not right? at all. Like, when you look at it, she sweetens with things such as uh, dates, which I really love dates for sweetening anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the peanut, for example, it has dates, peanuts, coconuts, oats, um, vanilla, sea salt, and love. Okay, so. <laughs> so, all very natural ingredients. Um, I'm even very particular about the granola that I use and making sure that they aren't putting a lot, a lot of extra stuff that I don't need right. in it, or even making it yourself if you have that kind of time. Time, right? Yeah. It's not too hard to put together. Yeah. What are some of your favorite workout classes right now? What Ooh, are you doing? So, of course, cycling. Right. I've cycled. <laughs> um, we also offer bar, which I have fallen in love with within okay. the last year and a half. Um, and then uh, kickboxing. So I love Ooh. kickboxing. Do not teach my wife kickboxing. No, I'm very... <laughs> it's one of the few workouts I've never tried. I'm very interested yeah, in trying kickboxing. There are a lot of new places great. coming up. So I highly recommend it. Okay, great. Yeah. And just quickly, tell everybody, because you have two studios, right? I have two studios, yes. Mm-hmm. So downtown Silver Spring, steps away from the metro, Tacoma Park, steps away from the Tacoma Park metro. Perfect. Um, and you can find us at www.cycledmd.com. And just, we can you just give me this a little, like, do we have 30 seconds? Mm-hmm. Don't roll your eyes at me. Um, <laughs> just 30 seconds on what a cycle class is for you. Uh, yeah. So a cycle class for me is a place where um, I go to ex- exert some uh, stress like mm-hmm. it makes me feel de-stressed um, I'm surrounded by people that encourage me and support me um, and then when I leave the class I you know I'm burning some major calories uh, okay. so I love the community and the benefits of uh, indoor cycling excellent all yeah. right well thank you so much thank you okay right. so Shana and let's, Luba let's let's talk health some more uh, Shana Greenbaum and uh, Luba Hansen are in here uh, they have an operation called Healthy Fresh Meals, and these uh, it's a it's a DC-based meal delivery service. L- let's talk about that because there's it's, there's way more to it than that. We're, we're sort of exchanging foods here. Yes. So Shana, where'd the idea come from? Yep. What Thank are you, you doing? What's going on here? Wow. Yes, we have a lot of food. Um, mm-hmm. So my <laughs> my background. <laughs> Uh, and growing up was living a lifestyle like this. My mom was a bodybuilder growing up, so this was the kind of food that she fed us when I was a child, and I didn't know any better. So it actually prepared me, you know, as I grew up to eat very healthy and follow a very clean lifestyle. And in my 20s, I started prepping food like this for myself and carrying it around everywhere. So I was working a full-time job, carrying like five meals with me and everyone's like what are you doing like why Why were you carrying five meals with you um so my the way that i would eat would be every couple of hours so i'd eat every two three hours keep my metabolism going Mm -hmm. yeah um so i had food with me all the time but not a meal this size no yeah 
Uh, no, they were smaller meals. So I would do like two or three ounces of protein, some vegetables, and it was based on what I was working on the day for mm-hmm. uh, the gym. And then I had a couple friends that were like, hey, would you cook for me? I want to lose some weight. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'm cooking for myself. If you want my food, fine. Right. Um, and I started cooking things like this, and then it just kind of blew up into a business. I have 15 years in restaurants also. So friends and family were like, Here hey. in D.C.? or uh, D.C. and Richmond. Okay. So I did both, um, and it kind of grew into a business, and then I realized that not everybody wants to eat chicken and rice five times a day like me. Mm-hmm. And so in the process of also being in fitness and being hungry all the time, I was like, how can I take food that you wouldn't normally think is healthy and make it healthy? And so I started playing with portions and ingredients and making things that tasted like something you could eat that tasted bad for you, but that was good for you. And it's about portion control and also the ingredients. But okay. are these meals specifically for people who are also working out or anybody? So they're for anybody. So they look like they're for anybody. Yeah. We do two menus. Well, actually, we have three menus. So we have okay. a clean menu, which is what you're seeing here. This is carbs, vegetables, and protein. Mm-hmm. We have a low-carb menu in case somebody doesn't want to eat carbs. And we do spaghetti, squash, cauliflower, rice. And then we have the custom menu, which is – that came from my background, so the way that I would eat. You can put together mm-hmm. – chicken with broccoli or chicken with brown rice or sweet potatoes and steak. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of mix and match. So I don't want to tell anybody, hey, this is how you have to eat. It's different for everybody. Right. Um, but if you're a trainer or if you're working on a specific diet or if you just have kids and you don't have time to eat, you can come and order something from us. So there's a, a wide variety. We need okay. To oh, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about access and how people awesome. get in on it. All right. This is David and Nikki Nellis. We are so healthy in studio today. Except for the wine and the bagels. Um, But we'll be be back. Oh, and the regular. We'll be back in just a sec. All right. And we do want to thank all our sponsors, the folks at the Market at River Falls, ProFish, which we're eating today. Great sustainable seafood and Mm -hmm. Ivy City Smokehouse and all that. Mm -hmm. Central Farm Markets and Meat Crafters. Yes. Little skinny salamis. Skinny salamis. Mm. All right. We love them. So Shana Greenbaum and Luba Hansen are here from Healthy Fresh Meals. Luba, let's talk a little. You're the COO. Yes. I was a COO. I'm a COO. I hate it. Um, uh, Tell us about the sort of behind-the-scenes operations because you make these meals. Where do you make them, first of all? So we uh, use uh, Taste Lab. Mm -hmm. Share with this guy. Oh, my God. I love it. So we have... um, an excellent uh, executive chef mm-hmm. um, who comes up with the menu and makes amazing dishes. Um, we cook your meals um, during the week. Mm-hmm. We package it on Saturday and deliver it to your door on Sunday. So how do people uh, usually order? Are they looking for like just dinner? Are people doing lunch and dinner? Like how are you delivering meals during the week? Pop one open. Go ahead. So they're best when heated up, okay. um, but we can eat them room temperature. So people come to can us. Can you let him get in there, please, before yeah. you put that in your well, mouth? I'm trying to like show. Okay, go ahead. Uh, people come to us. Yummy. It's really, it could be anybody. That's when, as mm-hmm. the business grew, I wanted this to be a business for anybody because people okay. would contact me and say, you know, I had a friend that just had a baby. They don't have time to cook. They want to get some meals. Actually, this is an amazing gift. Yeah. Right? We, every to send. Week. Yeah. Meals to a household that's either suffering from illness or, yeah, you know, 
of somebody yeah. who just had a baby. Like, what a terrific gift so that people don't have to worry about cooking dinner or having something to eat for lunch. Exactly. And the other benefit is when I introduce this to people, they always think it's like a blue apron because we do change the menu every week. So every week people can come. They can get anywhere from five to 20 menu items. Yeah, but blue apron, you have to cook it. Exactly. So right. then you tell them you don't have to cook it. And they're like, wait, mm -hmm. what is this? So this was a concept, you know, two years ago that I had to explain to everybody. It's now more popular. Mm -hmm. um, but when when people started coming to us, then yes, we got people that, you know, somebody's sick in my family, I need meals. Um, same thing with my grandparents when they were, they had Alzheimer's and dementia and they had a full-time caretaker that had to cook for them every single day. So they but had to have so much two, easier. Yeah. Right. It would have saved them time because instead of having to take time away from caring for them, they'd have to go to the kitchen and cook things. And it right. wasn't always something like this that, you know, people would want to eat. So really anybody can order from us. So, and what is the ordering process? Like how do we pick our meals? How many meals are offered? How many different varieties are offered? How does it work? So you go to the website, it's up Sunday through Friday. We post a new menu every week on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You get anywhere from six clean menu items. From that, we do four to 10 low carb. Mm -hmm. And then the custom's always the same. You can mix and match things. Healthyfreshmeals.com or something else? Yes, healthyfreshmeals.com. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. Excellent. Pretty, and are you, pretty easy. <laughs> are you also like following sort of in Nick's footsteps a little bit where you're trying to get the meals in locations where people can order or you just want to you want to do direct delivery uh we do a little bit of both we just started working with gw that we're really excited with so a lot of the students we now accept the g world card so that's probably our first that's brilliant kind i'd say retail yeah um, we're also working with usda we used to work there me yeah. and luba um, okay so we're working with them too on putting meals in the building because there's not a lot of access to meals but most of the business right now is to consumers so people go to the website they order they get the meals for the whole week uh the benefit with us two things one it's packaged like this, so it stays fresh for seven days. We, okay, right. So you don't have to freeze it, right? You don't it freeze it. In the fridge. Are you packaging yeah. it in your facility? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Very cool. We have machines that package them like this. So it's cooked, packaged, gets delivered to you. You don't have to worry about two, three deliveries per week. You open the door on Sunday. You have your meals for the whole week. You're done, mm -hmm. um, which makes Very it really cool. convenient. What's it cost? Anywhere from 10 to 14. Per so meal. 10 around chicken. Uh, turkey and then salmon steak 14 a little bit more yeah we do specials so if there's something like red snapper or mahi mahi we'll do a special for that um but and how are you sourcing where's your stuff coming from? we do pro fish also yeah. so pro fish. pro fish is around the John corner Lopar, you're spinning <laughs> over there look so, at him yeah. he's like me 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 all right so tell everybody again where they can find you please healthyfreshmeals.com excellent thank you guys for coming in this is this really is incredible congratulations thank you. on your business thank jay you. we got like a a minute here tell us no you got more than that you got two minutes uh, jay all right you got two minutes jay tell us uh, about how we get tickets to, to somcom well you can google somcom mm -hmm. and go to the website and there are still tickets available uh, and is it just a one day what's is it a weekend is it's it a one a day three day three day uh, really the sessions people should be interested in are on the monday and the tuesday mm -hmm. um but uh yeah check out the website and the it's dates a, are it's the, I believe, the 24th and 25th, yep. mm -hmm. which is a Monday, Tuesday. 22nd. There are some sessions on, on Sunday as well. There's right. a fantastic session on the wines of Sicily mm -hmm. um, on Sunday, mm -hmm. being done by a good friend. Great. Um, yeah. Excellent. So. All right. And then where can they find you, please? I forgot we had to do the grilling thing yeah, for barbecue, right. right? You mean the yeah. Capital Wine yes. School? Yes, Capital Wine yeah, School. You know, where you make your money, you know. We, we just launched a new website, capitalwineschool.com. So check us out. And if you don't see a class that you're interested in, let mm -hmm. us know. We'll, we'll whip one up.
Excellent. Yeah. Right, because you can do private classes. I'm interested in one on the wines of Sicily when we're in Sicily. Okay. That yeah. would be the one yeah, I'd like to talk about. Another field trip. Yes. Okay, and lastly, what we need to talk about grilling, is... Grilling, barbecuing. It's Barbecue and Grilling Week held by the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington. It starts tomorrow, and restaurants all over the D.C. metro area are going to be grilling and barbecuing, and they're all doing special dishes just for this special week. So please go to RAMW's website to find out about participating restaurants. I know for a fact that Chico is participating, and so is Taco uh, Bamba. Can I mention something? Because yeah. if you go to bbqweekdc.com, that's all the restaurants. Oh, that's and, the and their fixed price menus. Right. So I everybody... know something that you don't know. Okay, thanks. Right. Well, that's fine if you want to be that way. <laughs> um, anyway, but there are, it's going to be amazing things like uh, mushrooms and Chinese ribs and so much more and brisket. So if you are into grilling and you're into barbecue, all these restaurants all around the D.C. metro area are participating. And it's a fun way to go out to the restaurants during summer, which is a slower time. So, uh, again, the website is barbecueweekdc.com. And the most important thing, if you heard something you like today, is to mm-hmm. go to the listareyouonit.com, Nikki's website. You can find out all the all the contact info for everybody on the show today. Mm-hmm. Follow Nikki on Twitter and Instagram. You can hear her live every week at 1240 on WTOP. Mm-hmm. And you can't hear me live anywhere because <laughs> I don't care. I'm done. I'm out. What's next week? Okay, well, first of all... Um, As far as this week's show goes, you can see everything on Facebook Live. We also put up every single show that we do for Foodie and the Beast on the website, thelistareyouonit.com. And for those of you who don't know, we have a second show on Mondays out of the Line Hotel called Industry Night with Foodie and the Beast. It's a deeper dive into things going on in uh, the D.C. area. Tomorrow we have Lauren from D.C. Greens coming in. We're conducting a whole panel on how to grow food locally and feed people locally. And it should be an incredible show. You can find that on iTunes or you can go to um, uh, fullserviceradio.org. Or you can go to the list, are you on it, dot com. You can go anywhere. You go out the, you've got the door of this studio and you're going to find it. We're anyway, everywhere. We want to thank all of our guests for joining us in the studio today. We did learn about some fabulous ways to eat, eat healthy, eat, take care of your body, of course, drink well, and then. I mean, then there's brunch, which we got (laughs) covered. Thanks, Alex Levin. So we want to thank you all for joining us, and everybody, please have a delicious week.